Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Time for the zone to be joined by former Razorback baseball player and current Diamond Hog color commentator, Bubba Carpenter. Bubba Carpenter is brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton. Visit them on the web at johnstonshomecenter.com. Johnston's Home Center in Benton. If they don't have it, you probably don't need it. Now, let's play ball with Bubba Carpenter. All right, let's do. Bubba, welcome. How are you? What's going on, fellas? Well, Bubba, not a lot right now. Not a lot. It's nice to talk about a sweep, though. Good things happening. Yeah, you know what? It's a good weekend. Well, you know, it's kind of bittersweet. You know, you, you we got the sweep. We got the big win uh, against Illinois State, which is, that was a way better team than I thought they were going to be. Um, you know, but you come away from that with a Brady Tiger injury, so you're like, you, you just got a sick feeling in your stomach. And then yesterday, you know, we completed the sweep against Wright State, who's, guys, that's a good team. <laughs> they're really, uh, their lineup's tough. Um but then you have the Cody Franks injury. So, once again, you kind of leave the ballpark with uh, kind of a sick feeling in your stomach. Has there ever been a worse 4-0 week in the history of Razorback baseball? <laughs> That's a great way to put it, Wes. No, I don't think there has. I mean, you know, and, and injuries are going to happen. Look, it's a, it's a grind. It's a long season. But, boy, to have three of these injuries to three of your top arms this early in the year, it's tough. It really is. Well, it could have been worse. Wes uh, was under the impression Tiger was going to have to have his arm amputated. So, I mean, it, it turned out a lot better than we thought it would be. <laughs> he was being very negative last week, Bubba, and I didn't like it. So, wait, aren't you the negative one? You're usually negative. Wes is the class half full guy, yeah. isn't he? Nah. Yeah. We call him the Wessimist on occasion. Sometimes, he, he's yeah. sometimes He's sometimes pessimistic. We call him the Wessimist, <laughs> but... Um, you know, I always try to think the best, especially when it comes to injuries. Until I know something, I try not to worry about it too much. It's just like when a family member calls and is like, oh, my gosh, this came back in my blood work. I'm like, you're not dying yet. Relax. Let's let's try to be positive. Calm down. It happens about once a month. I'm like, you're fine. Until they tell you you're, gonna, you're in trouble, don't worry about it. Anyway, but look, n- not having Tiger for a significant amount of time will be impactful. What do you expect to happen with the closer position with him out? Well, someone's going to have to step up. I, it's probably going to end up being Cody Adcock. I mean, he's well-suited for the closer role. You know, he came in yesterday. and You know, I, I think Dave referred to it in the post game. You know, he got hit around a little bit, uh, first inning and a half. Um, after that, boy, he kind of he kind of bared down a little bit. His velo went up. You know, he was throwing 95-96, you know, to close that game out, hitting his spots with the nasty slider. So, he's got the, the closer stuff. You know, I don't know that he's closed a lot in his career, but – but he's got the closer type stuff. But there's still going to have to be other guys step up. You know, our starting pitcher is going to probably need to be a little more efficient. Uh, we had a ton of three-two counts. I want to say Hagen Smith Friday night in in uh, five innings had had like nine three-two counts. You know, but he's got such elite stuff. He can he can go three-two and still get you out. Um, but you you kind of want to be a little more efficient so you can go deeper in the game. So he went four and two-thirds. We need him to go seven innings to bridge that gap to the bullpen and make it a little bit easier. But, hey, guys stepped up. You know, huge, uh, huge props to Dylan Carter. Had a really good weekend. He came in after Brady Tiger got hurt. He was huge. And so, you know, there's a lot to be excited about. The offense has looked really good. Um, you know, I was doing a podcast with Phil this morning. We were going over some stats, and he's, 
he, he had some really good stats over the weekend, 40 runs in four games, 13 of those runs, uh, 13 were 13 home runs, uh, scored 18 runs. So there's still 22 runs we scored that weren't because of a home run. And that's, that's good because we're not a team that has to just sit back and wait for the three run homer. Like we, in the past, we've been kind of like that. It's kind of like New York Yankee baseball, where you just kind of sit back and hope for a three run homer where this team's able to manufacture runs. And I think that's huge. And it makes this team special up and down the lineup. You know, if we need a bomb, we might hit a bomb, but if we need to hit three balls to the opposite field, you know, or draw a walk or move a runner over, we can do those, those as well. And so that's, that's really encouraging to see early in the year. Bubble, we're 11 games in. Who's your offensive MVP at this point? You know, up until this weekend, I just said, I just said probably Jared Wagner. Um, Tavian's been really special in the leadoff spot, you know, because him getting on base just wreaks havoc for the other team. He's a true base dealer, um, looking to go first to third on base hits. Uh, just can make a lot of things happen, puts pressure on the pitcher when he gets on base. Jared Wagner's been great. Uh, Peyton Stovall had a great weekend. Uh, once once he got over that little thumb injury, uh, Peyton's been great. But there's really not a, a weak a weak link in this lineup up and down. Guys are guys are finding ways to get it done. Yeah, you did mention Jace Borfin, and he had a great weekend. And then it looks like um, uh, the third baseman Callie. Callie has got it going again. I love his approach now. All of a sudden, he's laying off the off-speed stuff outside. He's not trying to pull it and miss, swing and missing. He's a little bit more selective. So, yeah, you look at that lineup. All of a sudden, it's getting deeper and deeper. And Dig Kendall Diggs, we didn't mention him either. This I like this lineup. The hitting's been better than I expected, and now it's the the pitching that you know it's just. If they can f- figure out some of these roles and get some guys to step up, is there a freshman that's got some good stuff that you think that once he settles down, that he can be one of those guys? Well, Gage Wood is a guy that's coming in. They were really hoping he could be a back end of the bullpen type guy. I mean, he throws, you know, 94, 95 miles an hour with a really good slider, good curveball. Um, but he's, he's had really good outings where he's coming and struck out the side, but then he's had really bad outings where he couldn't get out of the inning. So he's a guy that's kind of up and down. Cooper Dawson's another guy, a, a Northwest Arkansas guy, went to school at Harbor High School. I've kind of watched Cooper grow up. Cooper's got elite stuff, too. He's a guy that that's, uh, his last outing was better, had a couple 3-2 counts, but worked out of it, able to get out of the inning. So guys like that, uh, Parker Coyle's a lefty that I like a lot. You know, he's another guy that could step up and, and, and get some outs. So there's a lot of there's a lot of weapons down there in the bullpen. Uh, ben Bybee's a big, tall righty, six six, big freshman. Uh, he can get out. So there's a lot of guys we can go to. But I, I think, and and I said it this morning talking to Phil. I think I think Zach Morris is a guy we really got to have. If y'all remember him coming out of the bullpen last year in Omaha, bases loaded against Ole Miss. I mean, he just dominated, and he showed what he's capable of doing, and he just hasn't been himself this year. He's been getting hit around. Got a start last Wednesday against uh, Illinois State. Went, went one inning, five hits, two runs. Just didn't look good at all. Uh, we need him to get back uh, to to where he was last year. Um, I think that's a big part of it. Austin Ledbetter's looked good. Yeah. You know, sophomore that didn't get the pitch much last year. He's had some good outings, you know, recently. So, there's a lot of guys we can go to, but you know, out of that freshman class, you know, there's a there's a lot of guys down there. Someone just needs to step up. Bubba Carpenter joining us on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline, brought to you by Johnston's Home Center in Benton.
You mentioned Josenberger, and I heard you and Phil have a conversation about him. You really like his base stealing ability, and you threw out there, when's the last time we had a legit base stealer like this? And I was expecting Phil to rattle off five or six guys, and he kind of just sat there. And I was like, okay, well, maybe he's going to need some time to gather his thoughts. It's been that long, and it hasn't been a very impactful part of the game in the major leagues or college game because of analytics and the home run ball and things like that. So with the pitch clock especially, we've been talking about that a little bit, how it might impact base stealing. You know, and and especially if a guy runs it all the way down, which isn't maybe going to be that common. Um, what what do you see from him? Like, how much of a disruption can he be? You think on the base pass? Oh, he's huge. So you can tell, like a lot of the guys, it's just simple math. So when Tavian gets on, first thing I do, we have scouting reports on these guys. They're one four, one five to the plate. If you're one four, one five to the plate, Tavian's going to steal second. The math just doesn't work out for the teams. The other team's advantage. They're not going to throw him out. That's how quick he is. Uh, you've got to get the ball to the plate quick or he's going to steal and there's no way to stop it. The pitch clock's going to help that because a lot of guys, he gets on base, they get flustered, and they step off. Well, once you step off once, you can't step off again the rest of the inning. You have to either pitch or throw to the plate. And I think Tavian's going to really take advantage of that. You've seen uh, you've seen teams do it around the, around the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, TCU did it against us. You know, I think uh, – I think he's going to use that as a weapon, and it, it's huge because it not only, you know, it's not just him stealing the base, it's the threat of him stealing the base. So Peyton Stovall's sitting in the two-hole. you got a righty on the mound rushing to get to the ball get the ball to the plate. When the pitcher rushes, his arm drags. When his arm drags, the ball stays up. ball stays up, it gets hit hard. So, man, it just it's just not the stolen base by itself. It's all the other things that come with the pitcher worried about a runner being at first base or, or on the bases in general. I was looking at their stolen bases. You know who led the team in stolen bases last year? Oh, my goodness. It would have to be – was it – no, it wasn't Braden Webb or Robert Moore. Who was it? Caden Wallace. How many do you have? Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. He went off for a little bit. And he, you don't think of him as a base stealer, but Caden's an athlete. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, he's not a he's not a leadoff hitter. <laughs> How many do you have? Yeah, 12. That's about what I would have guessed. Yeah. And Borfins are or not Borfin. Uh Joseberg's already got five. So yeah, I would say we're gonna be much more impactful in that regard. I love the I love the stone base, but you know, the era of Ricky Henderson and Vince Coleman, those guys, it's it's a bygone era. We'll see if the clock, you know, impacts that. I'd like to see more attempts and I think it makes the game more exciting personally. Well, hey, have you guys watched Max Scherzer pitch? Have you seen sure. how he's utilized in the pitch clock? Mm-mm. I haven't seen him this year. Oh, uh, you guys need to watch YouTube it or or whatever, whatever y'all do. Um, you kids, but he, he's uh, <laughs> whatever the kids do these days. Wherever you get your baseball stuff, <laughs> ask Siri. I don't know, phone yeah. a friend. There you go. Um, but no, what he's doing, he'll hold the ball. He'll come set really early. So you get twenty second pitch clock. He'll come set at like fourteen seconds and just hold the ball, stand there, so that the batter will step out because the batter doesn't like standing there. Well, then. Once the batter steps out, he can't step out again. He only has one per bat. So he'll step back in, and and he's re- sure he's ready to throw the ball. And he'll hold it, he'll hold it, he'll hold it right to the end and then throw the pitch. And then the next time, he'll come set and throw it real fast. And so the hitters, the hitter has no clue. And it's really, you know, good hitting is good timing. Good pitching is upsetting that timing. Scherzer's found a way to use the pitch clock to his advantage. We mm-hmm. thought it would really affect pitchers in a negative way. 
some pitchers are using it to help them, and hopefully the Razorback guys are going to get a, kind of get a, a knack for doing that because it can help you out as a pitcher if you use it the right way. I'm going to ask you the question that you never want to answer or can't. Um, who's going to start, start tomorrow? tomorrow. <laughs> well, um, either Zach Morris, uh, Austin Ledbetter, uh, Gage Wood, Dylan Carter, um, uh, Ben Bybee. Is that enough? Did I get my point across? <laughs> Bubba, I can read the roster. I mean, yeah, thanks. You're like, uh, won't be Peyton Stovall. How about that? I'll give you that. Okay, thanks, Bubba. That's helpful. Appreciate right. it. Hey, who, who, who? If I had to guess right now, guys, if either Zach Morris or Austin Ledbetter, I, Zach didn't pitch all weekend. I know Dave's been a little bit frustrated with him, but I, I feel like they're going to give Zach Morris another chance. Mm-hmm. We need to get him going. And, you know, Army's a good team. Uh, I'm really excited about that game. Um, you know, so I, I hear Phil said that we're going to have a general up in the booth, oh, and cool. we need to interview him during the game. So that's going to be really awesome. Wow. I'm looking forward to that. But uh, if I had to guess, I would say it, it, it might be Zach Morris or Austin Ledbetter. Okay, who do you? Who would you like if they came to you and said, "Bubba, who do you want to see start tomorrow night?" I want to see Zach Morris start okay. because I know we've got to get him going, and I don't know how many more chances Dave's going to give him. You know, we always talk about the circle of trust. He's got one foot in and one foot out of that circle of trust. But he's a veteran guy. With these injuries, we got to have Zach Morris. So if it, were, if it were my choice, I'd go with Zach Morris, have him on a short leash. If he starts to struggle, then come in with Austin Ledbetter, Dylan Carter, one of those guys. And then, uh, you know, also Gage Woods, a guy that has to throw to Mark because he's a, he's a guy we got to get him going. And maybe do just kind of a, instead of a starter, call it an opener and just kind of go from there and yeah. let some guys get some innings. I got an answer to your question. The last legitimate base dealer for the Razorbacks, mm-hmm. you got to go back eight years to the year 2015. Don't ask. I don't know. Bubba, you have an idea? Oh, a lot of home runs then. No, who you got? Andrew Benintendi, 24 of 28. Pretty good. He, he turned out okay. You know what? You forget about all his stolen bases because he hit so many bombs. You forget that he could steal bases. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he had 20 work, home runs Wes. and 24 stolen bases. I went all the way back. Caden Wallace had 12 last year. Uh, Christian Franklin, 11 the year before. 2020 uh, it was 2020. Uh, Trevor Ezell had 19 and 19. Uh, in 2018, Casey Martin had eight. Jake Arledge led the team in steals in 2017 and in 2016 with seven. And then Andrew Benintendi had 24 and 15. Does uh does anybody keep up with these guys now? I know Benny's obviously a guy we've kept an eye on, but we're like Caden Wallace. You just mentioned what's uh, what's going on with him? Will he be? Well, we're hoping he'll, he open? he'll start in IA ball. Okay, I, I talked to uh, I, I've talked to a couple people about it. it looks like he's going to start in IA ball. He'll end up with the Naturals uh, here in Northwest Arkansas probably pretty quick. That's yeah. cool. Um, I think he's a guy they want to fast track. They really don't have a. a, a a, a good presence at third base. Let's just say that mm-hmm. in Kansas City. So I think I think Caden's in, he's in a right organization. So I think he'll end up in Double A. Okay. Cool. Christian Franklin, how's he? You know, I don't know much about Christian. I know he struggled a little bit at the plate last year. Uh, he was in town for a little bit working out. I never got a chance to talk to him, so I haven't heard yet. Um, I can get some numbers on these guys. Yeah. If you want. Yeah, I think we're uh, fine. I think it's interesting to go back and watch these guys and see where they're at. And you think when they're here, you're like, oh, they're going to be in the big leagues in a couple of years. And you look up three years later and they're still in A-ball. And it's just 
people don't realize how hard it is, yeah. how good some of those players out there are. Yeah. And um, it's, it's tough to move up. Yep, there's a lot of talented dudes, turns out. So there's that. All right, Bubba, enjoy it. Yeah, what a cool thing. I mean, I was thinking about that when you were talking about having a general up there, having a, you know, when the service academies come, um, and obviously it'd be really cool to go to West Point and play a ball game sometime, but to have them at your place will be a, a neat thing. And, um, you know, hey, listen, the guy you're striking out today may save your butt tomorrow. You just never know. That's what's cool about Army. So, anyway, I hope it's a, a cool, uh, cool experience for you guys and get another win tomorrow. So, we will uh, visit with you next Monday. All right. Appreciate it, fellas. Thanks for having me on. Go on.